the early 21st century, magic reawakened on Earth, and alongside it, a new human race with orcs, elves, trolls, dwarves, and others. Humanity became meta-humanity. As technology proliferated and greatly advanced in the awakened world, global megacorporations seized ever more power, becoming de facto states with their own laws, courts, and armed forces. The corporations attempt to control all aspects of modern life. This has led to a vast and complex criminal underground which works for and against corporate interests. The independent career criminals who do what others can't or won't are called shadow runners. The year is 2101. Welcome to Fun City. Previously on Fun City, the team infiltrates real estate corp Flipper and the city's municipal data center in the South Bronx at the behest of Irina, Yuri's colleague who, in return for their help, will assist with a bug ghost problem at a new property on Highland Island. After melting a door, spying on the server room, and controlling the actions of front desk person Tyler at Flipper, the team runs into pizza delivery man Andre, aka Charming Decker Dev Cunningham, at the Muni Data Center, and after locking themselves inside, accidentally summon both the NYPD and the Lock It Up Safety Gang. Thanks to some fast hacking by Lash and a set of masterful performances by Lux under TK's leadership, the team is able to make a lucky escape through underground municipal tunnels and out an escape hatch at Contact Calixto's Chamber of Commerce in the fish market. But not before TK sees Dev remove some gear and insert a data tap into the bundle of cables seemingly joining the Muni Data Center and Flipper. Dev is cagey about the details, but promises to share info as soon as there's info to share. We join the team now, the next morning, as they decide what comes next. It is morning on the Mrs. Egg. You are all hanging out in the mess hall of the ship, a medium-large room below decks that is towards the rear. It lightly vibrates from the hum of the large electric generator that powers everything. There are a few well-worn metal tables and faux wood grain stools bolted to the cold industrial floor. You can hear the mess hall's fridge humming. The overhead LED lights are set to a dull glow. It's about 9 a.m. Gabe is making toast and soy calf. He's moving very slowly. He's wearing really large sunglasses inside. He was out very late last night. Last night, you all also infiltrated and caused quite a stir at both the Flipper head office and the Muni Data Center in the South Bronx, where you met the mysterious pizza delivery man, Dev Cunningham. Huh. What is everybody up to in the mess hall? Uh, Viv enters the room with her boots in her hand because she still hates shoes, but needs them because of all the burn marks and <laughs> things. And uh, she kind of just throws them on the table and sits down gruffly. Like, well, last night was interesting. Lash is already in the room and she is uh, tossing a um, one of those foam balls against the wall, uh, trying to make it bounce back. It never does bounce back because <laughs> it's a foam ball. If you throw it hard enough, it bounces back a little bit. She 
seeing how hard she can throw it at the wall because Lux has told her she's not allowed to have any hard balls in the room. <laughs> uh, TK walks in with a book in his hand um, and he's listening to lo-fi chill anime beats. He sits down at the table and looks for a mug. Lux is looking through uh, some uh, maps on his comm, kind of flicking through, trying to find uh, a specialty, a couple of different specialty shops for various things. <laughs> was there, can I just ask, was there a particular event that inspired Lux to say, Lash, no more balls on the in the boat? I said no more hard balls. No more, no more hard, hard balls. And she really took the letter of that law and yes. not the and not the uh, intention behind it at all. I bought about a pack of 100 <laughs> foam, foam balls. Yes. Different sizes. With whose money? Uh, Lux's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have hacked his account. I normally ask for it, but I have hacked his account before. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mikasa Sukasa, right? Yeah. At this point. I just, yeah. There was a, there was an instance where I was having breakfast and you were trying to see if a golf ball could be thrown faster than a baseball. Yeah. And One from each arm. Right. And <laughs> the baseball will, it's a pretty big area, uh, you know, compared to some of the smaller areas we've been in. Yeah. So when you threw a baseball real hard, it would bounce back like, you know, eight or nine feet, and that's fine. Right. But the golf ball kind of ricocheted all around the room maybe five times. Yeah. Lash didn't really account for that. Okay. Well, that's why I said no more hard balls. Yeah. Wait, did you figure out which one is faster? It turns out it just depended on what arm I threw it at. The, <laughs> um, always the one I threw with my um, uh, right arm Got it. always went faster. Uh, so Gabe sits down at one of the tables, sort of slightly far away from any of you, uh, kind of puts his arms around his plate of toast and stares into his soy calf for a moment. And uh, he starts talking to you when he opens his mouth. Even from a distance, you can smell the reek of very cheap soy rum. Uh, and he says... There's <laughs> <laughs> a recoil in the room. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you can make a lot of rum from soy. <laughs> in the future, anything I, possible. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Maybe it was just um, uh, soy grain liquor with rum flavoring. Mm. <laughs> so Gabe, Gabe says, yo, oh, oh, he like catches his breath. You guys weren't, you guys weren't in by the time I left. You were on a job? Yes, we were. Uh, what time you mean? Uh, we went to uh, the Flipper headquarters and... Uh, <laughs> That didn't go great. Um, then we went over to the Municipal Data Center. That might have went worse. This is in Flippers in the South Bronx? Yeah. So was the data center. They're actually right by each other. Have you been to that fish market before? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you could say we didn't do the job. The job was really doing us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> TK looks up and gives him a thumbs up and says, long night? You don't know the half of it. You guys, get, you guys all look tired, too. Do you get into something? We got into several situations. <laughs> Met a pizza guy? Pizza man? Oh, yeah. Do you have uh, his contact info now? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I haven't tried it yet. He could have been lying, but, uh, you know, he seemed like a nice guy. Who would uh, you meet? He said his name was Andre, but his name was actually Dev. I don't know. He's wait, 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 wait. He wasn't really a pizza guy. Hold on. Gabe is going to roll some dice. <laughs> <laughs> he was another runner. He was nice enough. He really wanted us to believe he was a pizza guy for a long, long time. Way longer than it should yeah. have been. I think he was great. I think he was really cool. And I would hang out with him 100% anytime he asked. Wait, did you meet Dev Cunningham? 
Does he pretend to be a pizza guy a lot? Yeah, it sounds like, yeah. He's like a sort of short uh, white guy. He's got a real like high quaff of hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I said, I told him I trusted him about as far as I could throw him. And I figured I could throw him pretty far, but. Yeah, you could, yeah, you could probably throw Def pretty He's, far. uh. I mean, he's nice. Yeah. Did he say what job he was on? No, he said if he told us, he would have to kill us or something, something like that. I don't know. That also sounds like something you, all right. Yeah, he said he would give us information. I wasn't sure if he was fucking with me or not, but I mean, I can I can send him a message. He's not a bad guy. Like, yeah, uh, if you drop him a line, tell him I said hey. Okay, I will. For this is one of the first jobs that TK's really taken strong lead on, and I have yeah. to say, I think he did pretty pretty damn well. All right, there's a lot of thinking on your feet, a lot of pointless lying. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what? We're here. We're in one piece. You got that YouTube video? We got, got that YouTube video. Oh, yeah. Do we have that video? I would love to cut something together with it. I don't think you should release that. Yeah, just That's... for our own personal. Maybe we could have a movie night. I could show it to all you guys. It'd be kind of cool. You know what? Cool. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, you should, you should, Lux, you should give it to her. Okay. Give her the footage. Lux flicks it over to her. Awesome. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we, uh, there was a pizza guy who wasn't really a pizza guy. He told me he was, uh, he said he was, he was doing something with some wires. It looked like he was, fi- like, it looked like he found a skimmer or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have that much time to look. He like found a, a skimmer and changed a skimmer. Yeah, something like that. I think that was what it was. Mm-hmm. But I figured, you know, we can go down there and look at it again. Yeah. We, we, we found an exit. Bottom line, we did not complete the job. Not in <sighs> any way. Not even close. And you, yeah. it sounds like you caused a lot of trouble. Yeah, we yeah. might be. So it sounds like you guys are maybe going to lay low today. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. I got a book. I might get, I might get so You guys want to go in on something with me for Vern? I was thinking about getting him something. Like what? Oh, I would love to go in. I don't know. I'm doing some research. You got to cover my ass. Okay. I am out of money. (laughs) I got into a little situation. No, we were there. It was during a job that you got distracted. Gabe, don't ask. (laughs) You can see he's like, like sort of raises his hand a little bit and then just puts it down like it's not worth it. He's like. And then he says, yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to do, I'm going to just hang out on the boat and like. Yeah, you seem like you had a rough night, Gabe. What'd you do? I just drank a lot. I drank much more than I should have. I know, but what was the occasion? Um, uh, Thursday. Oh. Ah, Thursday. God, I love Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Thirsty. I, I think I'm just going to, um, I think I'm going to do some work on Artemis. Uh, I might do a little bit of work on the engines. I've been putting that off. Uh, yeah, I forgot that this thing should move. Yeah, someday, someday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's taken a while. There's a lot uh, wrong with it, but uh, yeah. yeah, today I might. We'll see. I'll um, speaking, I'll throw some tools at it and see if I can get it get some some stuff working. Speaking of Artemis, Artemis, what time are the Urban Brawl games today? The Urban Brawl game schedule for today is game one at eleven fifteen, game two at twelve oh one. Game three at three. Uh, Artemis, uh, one, two, and three. Who's playing? Game one is between the New York City Sasha Bears and the Boston Massacre. Game two is between the Newark Knights and the Long Island Lolitas Youth League. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Game three is between the South Bronx Broncos and the Portland, Maine, Manhattanites. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. There's a New York Slasher Bears game today. I freaking knew it. I can feel it. With a Slasher Bears play, I feel like I can feel it in my heart. Didn't we set up a reminder for you? Like, whatever they were playing. I feel like, didn't you do that with Artemis? do 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 Alert. New York Slasher Bear game today. 
Oh, there it is. New York. Uh, Gabe stands up uh, as Artemis is reading all of the news items about the New York slasher bears and starts putting his dishes into the sink and like like rubs his temples and starts stumbling towards the stairs that lead to his quarters. Would you like to hear more stories from Neo Public? No. (laughs) Uh, And he says, I'm going to go take a nap for a little bit. Whatever you kids get up to, uh, you have fun. Lash, Lash, enjoy the game. Oh, thanks. Drink some water. Uh, And he goes away. You guys are alone on the, in the mess hall of the Mrs. Egg. What do you want to do with your day? Uh, Lux wants to go and um, speak with Vern. Um, it has been a long enough time for him to be sure that Odina will not be messing with him. Uh, upon the completion of that task, we were told we would be let in and we would get some information um, about the people who are being messed with by Evo. And so I'm going to go and talk to him about that. I'm also going to thank him for saving our butts. Um, on the way there, I'd like to stop um, and get him a little gift. Okay. I send him a little message uh, saying, hey, I'd love to uh, stop by and see you today. Um, and uh, thank you for uh, helping us so much. What's going on? Oh, hey, yeah. Um, Good news, bad news. Um. I'm not working at the office today. I'm working from home. But actually, that makes it easier to just drop in. So come on by. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Um, can you send me your address? Yes. Okay, great. Um, we'll, of course, have his address, and we've been in his apartment. But uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell him that. Um, and uh, so I say, okay, great. I'll be by in a couple hours? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, great. Uh, let me know if you need me to pick up anything for you. I do not okay. need you to pick up anything, but thank you for asking. Hey, just don't get, you know, in trouble with the cops. I'm so lucky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's All right. fair. That's fair. All right. See you in is a bit. This is no bad news, right? No bad news. None. Danka. Okay. Danka. Bongo. Let's go. Uh, sorry, you didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. I'll see yes. you soon. Yeah, I'll see you soon. <laughs> okay. And so I hang up. <laughs> um, what are you going to get Vern on the way? Uh, I have been looking for presents. I didn't think the group was that um, happy to go in on something with me. And I'm not. Get him a big big clock. Lash was very in. Lash was very big. uh, Get him a a huge grandfather clock. What's the the (laughs) dumbest gift you can get? Oh, get a cuckoo clock. Another another player piano. And when you show up with it, be like, I didn't know that you had one. And then you will have convinced him that you have never been in his apartment. Well, technically, I haven't. It's thinking too hard. Um, um, true. So what I did find, and maybe I have to roll for this, let me know if I do, Mike, I did find a really nice little shop that sells a specialty Bavarian mini uh, village things. So little houses and roads and and um, all, everything you would need to make a little village. Um, so I stop, uh, I go by that place on the way to Burns. It's called A Little Teeny Bit of Bavaria. <laughs> Jesus. Is it is the clientele for this shop Vern? <laughs> one yes. guy. One guy. The markup on this stuff though, it's it only takes wild. one purchase a year. Guys, you in the future everything is so specialized. You don't have any idea. Yeah. Um, niche retail. 
You're, you're, you're going. You're going uh, to the seventeenth floor on a forty-story yes, walk-up. Exactly. <laughs> in, in which there is a closet-like retailer that sells yes. uh, European miniatures. Yes. Uh, yeah, from from a five foot by five foot room. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah yes. That's all right. Yeah. Well, they could fit a lot in yeah. that room. I feel like I feel like allowing <laughs> I feel like allowing this is not world-breaking. So sure. Yay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, unfortunately, they're out of everything except sheep. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'll go take a look at the sheep. Yeah, I mean, they're adorable. Okay. Yeah. So, I go there. Um, I can't use TK's car. He's probably using it. Um, so, uh, is this place walkable? Sure. Okay. So, I walk up there to the 40th floor. I knock on a uh, little teeny, teeny bit of Bavaria. <laughs> LLC. Taylor, you also, I mean, if we're going to do this, you also have to be the the lady who runs the shop. The Oh, all right. Uh, Lux walks in, ding, ding. There is a cacophony of bells that last five minutes, but we'll skip past that and... Yeah, from around a corner, yeah. barrels like a, a, um, a woman in like traditional Lederhosen. Uh, it, I think was, I think Lederhosen is gendered, but she's wearing the male version. Okay. and she, But she's wearing like the, the big giant like ornately braided... Uh, hairstyle. Oh, wow. That it looks, looks nice. like a wig that she just takes on and off. Okay. Almost good. like a plasticine helmet. Hey. Hello. Oh, God. Hey, how, how's it going? On the counter in front of her, there is a pile of tiny sheep. How's it going? I, I saw on online that you um you only have sheep in. Is that true? I wanted to we double o- check. We usually only do by appointments to come in here, uh, uh, but our first walk up in a year and a half. So welcome to a tiny taste of Bavaria. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I I have a friend who who does a lot of miniatures and and specifically Bavarian. Ones. I should hope so. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering if you had anything really special. You know, we have that... sheep. Oh, you do only have sheep. Yep. Next week we're getting a shipment in of everything: little houses, stacks right. of hay, uh, rams, pitchforks, <laughs> like little patches of herbs, alpen herbs, and oh, everything. Oh, wow, that would be nice. Little patches of herbs would be cool. Okay, I'll but just... right now it's just sheep. Okay, I'll take your finest. Uh, sheep. Well, there's all this, they're all the same. You can look at them in this big okay, well, pile here. Do you here. have like one that's nicer than the other? No. Forgive. Sheep are kind of a quantity okay, over well, quality. Then give, give me two pounds of sheep. <laughs> all right, I'll count them out. <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you <laughs> hoping to run somewhere? No, no. I, you I, look I, like you're in a hurry. I just thought you could. I'll go them. faster. Okay. A two, okay. three. The scale's broken. Hold on. I have an old analog scale that's just two plates on a stick of wood balanced on a brick downstairs. I can bring it up here and assemble. You can just eyeball and take a dozen. Yeah, well, just here's a He grabs a bag and uh, he just says, just fill this up and I'll take that. Okay. For uh, We have bag prices. It's like pick your own apples. That's perfect. <laughs> it's 10 new in a bag. You're probably going to get about a dozen sheep in there. All right. That's perfect. I'll Great. take that. Uh, thank you so much. These uh, these look good. They're definitely Bavarian, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and Lux transfers the money and begins uh, to uh, exit the shop. Wait, do you want a membership card? If I you come back and buy ten more bags of sheep, you get like a free hutch. That can't be the deal. Yeah, it is. Look, it's on the card. Ten bags of sheep and you get the a card, free hutch. Are you reading it out loud verbatim? <laughs> he looks it at it and it there's does. A tiny, there's a picture of a tiny it, hutch on the card. It does say that. Yeah. There is even little punch marks. Yeah, and they're that shaped you like can, sheep. They're sheep bags. Oh, okay. I'm actually good, but uh, I will take this punch card if you don't mind. Oh, I do not mind. I okay. gave it to you. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, I will uh, maybe see you later. 
All right, bye. All right, bye. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. <laughs> and he goes down, and he's on his way to Vern's. Hey, gang. Nick here to tell you about Fun City's Patreon. With Fun City's Patreon, the world is essentially your oyster. You get access to our Discord, to Fun Chatty, a show where the crew talks about the show Fun City, um, as well as lots of extra bone cone, bonus content, if you didn't know. For example, we just watched the movie Strange Days, kind of a weird 90s cyberpunky thriller that I didn't really like that other people did, though, so, you know, pick a side. Uh, lots of stuff. We play other weird games and do other crazy stuff. Get in there. Uh, you walked to Vern's is within walking distance, so oh, cool. you can head to Vern's. Uh, you uh, get to the building that you would know. Uh, you have not been inside this building, but you have been on this block because the police athletic league is just down the street. Yep. And you see the two armed guards. Um, if you were to walk through, they're not going to pay you any mind. Um, do you head into the front the front desk? Yes. Uh, there is a very bored young woman, uh, very plain looking, sitting there watching videos uh, on her comm link that's sort of propped up on her desk. She does not look up at you when you walk in. Um, I say, hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. I'm here to see Vern. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, yeah, you can head up. I'll, uh, I'll unlock the elevator for you. Thank you so much. And I walk past and I go up. Um, you do not have any contraband or like weapons on you, do you? I have my... Uh, um, sprayers on me. Uh, okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, those won't those won't set anything. Okay, this is cool. this is not a super highly advanced whatever. Um, yet you walk through the mad scanners that are in the lobby of this building, um, and there is a dull beep, but there is no angry sound. And when you turn a corner, you see a marbled sort of foyer with a bank of elevators. One of them opens. I uh, go through. When you go through, when you go in, the door closes um, and it automatically ushers you up to Fern's floor. The door automatically opens once it arrives and you see just a few feet away from you a big panoramic view of Manhattan and all of the very tall buildings that are in this neighborhood that are all covered in a kind of thin uh, video screen material. And they're all showing advertisements for uh, the urban brawl game that's happening later this uh, later this morning, early this afternoon. And uh, you can see a large, uh, like a huge, very dramatic high-backed chair facing out, looking out over this panorama and next to it, a small side table with a small stack of books. And as the door opens, you hear very heavy footfalls approach from the left. Wait, do I need to walk up to his door and knock, or is it already open? The, the elevator opens directly okay. into this apartment. Okay, okay. Uh, hey, Vern! Uh, he comes around the corner, and oh, he's wearing, like, an apron that's got, like, a bunch of paintbrushes in it and, like, little t miniature working tools. They look like a lot of different sizes of, like, forceps and scalpels and pinchers and all that thing like that. Logs! Hey! Brother Logs, come here! <laughs> How's it going? Oh, it's great. He embraces you. He hugs you and, like, picks you up, kind of off your feet a little bit. It hurts a little bit. Yeah, it does. Um, Puts a big giant hand on your shoulder. <laughs> How are you? Is everything I'm all doing right? Well, doing well. Well, look, I, I didn't have time to wrap it, but I got you a couple of bags, uh, or one big bag of um, some, some, uh, some sheep. Wow. <laughs> These are 100% wow. Bavarian, yeah. 
that I know I know exactly why you got this. Oh, it's the yeah. logo on the bag. It goes all the time. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, it's the only place that sells something. I think I might be the only customer, I swear. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, yeah, I know. The, oh, that's so thoughtful of you to do that for well, me. Thank I you. Well, I just wanted to say thanks. You really kind of saved us back there. Well, um, no, listen, uh, you know, you can never have too many sheep. And of course yeah. I saved you back there. You know how much fun that was for me? Oh, cool. I was, I was on a boat. I thought I was having a fun day. Then you yeah. call and it's just doing this cloak and dagger thing. And it's like, that's, that's, that's my that's my strength that's why that's why i am that's what i can do is call it call off the cops well, call off the it really you know, works place. you ask really, the really best works. thing of the best guy you can yeah. tell you're like looking up at Vern towering over you but he's acting like a small child yeah well you know i, I just wanted to let you know that it really meant a lot to us and really saved us i mean we were we were trying to help some people out and you know there's no there's no what is that saying <laughs> What were you doing in some municipal building up in the Bronx? Well, we think that somebody was messing with some public records and things like that for their own financial gains and private yeah. companies. So we were checking into that, but it still wasn't exactly on the up and up for us to be involved. And you know how that goes. But anyway, you say you really saved us. Um, do, can you do you have the um, are you working on your on your um, village right now? Uh, nothing gets by you. I have to hire you as like an investigator or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on the sort of the Can I see from. it? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Come, come Great. see, come yeah, see. Yeah. Vern walks to the other side of the elevator to the right and opens up a second door that's in front of an old um, upright piano. And uh, he sort of hunches a little bit to squeeze through the door. And you can see that once you cross the threshold, you're sort of hit with the smell of glue and paint. And on the other side, you see very well lit, um, a l large sloping, but very, very, this is hard to describe, a large but small <laughs> A uh, Bavarian, like model village, Bavarian model village uh, with a huge notch cut into it uh, for a large man to stand and to play with his tiny sheep. Uh, there are a bunch of tools on the wall um, and it has a very workshop feel. You can see a couple very expensive watches set into a custom made holder on his bench. Uh, and he, yeah, he turns around once he's in there and kind of beams at you. A lot of people think this is just to play with, but it's not about playing at all. No, this is this is amazing, um, oh, and Lux is you. Lux is genuinely blown away because this is v extremely intricate, and it would it seems like it would be very very hard for somebody even with normal you know human size hands, but his hands are the size of trash can lids, so it's almost like you would have to be it's insane. Like Lux is kind of thinking like, how is this is this possible? Like how is this? How did he do this? Um, so he's really impressed. The thing um, about miniatures is is that, you know, verisimilitude is impossible. This mm -hmm. is like a sort of asymptotic goal that you'll never reach. Sure. But you, if you do, if you put enough detail work in there, it's like the gestalt effect yeah. is, you know, it overcomes you and you feel almost as if you are above the real scene. Is Vern like, is he wearing work clothes? Yeah, he's got an okay. apron with a bunch of tools and the little pockets. As he's, as he's describing this to you, he's sort of absentmindedly picking some of the tools, like tiny screwdrivers, out from the top pocket that's on his apron. And you can see that there's a there's actually a remarkable amount of dexterity that he has holding and manipulating this tool that is extremely tiny in his giant hands. Yeah. It's really amazing that people used to live like this. Oh, well, people will say that about us in the future, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I bet. It's all relative. Um, well, you know, Vern, I wanted to actually... Good. I knew something was on your mind, and I was like, yeah. how do I get them to talk about right. it? Right. I wanted to talk to you about uh, something. Um, of course. 
you know, I, 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 we, we spoke with Odina, and I, I imagine that she's off your, yeah. off your case now. Is that, yeah. is that the case? Is that, is that this is why I'm in a good mood, and I can, yeah. I can work on my miniatures. So that's working out for you. So the strike is, is yeah, is it's going working forward. out for me. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, is there any news on the strike or anything? Any news on the strike? Yeah, it's going oh, forward. Great. It's going, it's being going okay. fine. All the precinct right. captains and the shop stewards are like they're doing their work, and I think they're going to get it. Yeah, right. Well, you know, I, um, I know that we agreed. That if we were to do that job for you and get Odin and off, you would kind of let us in on something that I imagine is very hard um, to let somebody else on the outside in on, but is very important to us, um, uh, which is what's going on with Evo. I wish I knew. I mean, that's the whole point, is I don't know what's going on in there. But I need us to break the contract before I can really begin to find out, you know. But what I was going to ask specifically is if you could share the names of some of the officers that were affected. Listen to me. Yes. The information I give you now is extremely privileged. You understand? Yes, I understand. Okay. This is a great symbol of trust. I'm telling you this. There are seven police officers that have gone for treatment in the Evo and come back noticeably different in hard to describe ways. Okay. I think there's more. I think there could be dozens more. Mm-hmm. But these are the ones inarguable. You cannot, you could not tell me they are the same. Something that is hard to describe is different about them, but they all feel different in the same way. It's very hard to describe. And this is why I need to break the strike. Well, this is why I need the strike to break the contract. If you could share who they are, of course, as well as all of the officers that actually went in. I know that they all didn't change, but all the ones that did go in. <sighs> That you is, have that list? That is a list of hundreds over years. I mean, that, It's that, probably that, a list of tens of thousands. It's pr- yeah. yeah, I mean, that, that is so many names. You don't, you don't want that. If you want to look into this, and we are moving to a place where I will ask your help to be doing this. Yes. Um, of course, I send you these names. But you must be very careful. These are, um, you might not think so, but I believe these are good people. And uh, I don't want their families bothered. Yes. In any way, you understand? Yes, I, I definitely understand. Um, and it would be too early for me to tell you anything, but there is work that we're doing that may may end up producing information as well. So um, I want you to know that I'm going to treat these names with the highest level of caution and security. And um, you've given us a lot. Um, I, we can do some work in, in finding out at least the beginnings of what may be going on. He puts his hand on your shoulder again, only this time there's more pressure. Yeah. And you can kind of feel that he's gripping you. And you're very suddenly very aware of the physical difference between you. Uh, And he says, if you were to tip off Evo, that Viva onto what's going on, before I am ready to move on them, that would be very bad luck. You understand? I do understand. Oh, great. Good. You know, looking at this village, uh, everything feels very cozy and homely. And I, I lost that in my life. You grew up in a village? No. And I went, I'm just saying this because I think Evo was connected and I think this is connected. So I want you to know this is personal for me. This isn't for money. This isn't regular shadow money, sh- shadow shadow running shit. You could trust us. I believe I can trust you. 
All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, Lux sees that his the the information on the on those officers was sent to him. Yep, uh, Verna sees that you're kind of you've you're, you've said your piece and that you're ready to go. Uh, and so he puts the tools he had in his hand on this little work table uh, and sort of puts his hand on your back and leads you out like back okay. towards the front door. Uh, and he says, "I think we are going to win." Lux, you, your friends, me, the union, who knows who else has been victimized by these people. I think they're going to win. But Lux, remember, revenge, all these things, they get in the way. Put clouds in front of your eyes. You know you're not see clear. See clear. Neat. Okay, you go get them. <laughs> you go get them, Tiger. <laughs> and he, he takes out his comm link and he mashes a few buttons and then you get an alert on your comm uh, that has a list of seven names. Lux uh, touches a, a little area near his temple and his sunglasses fly up in front of his eyes and says, I always see clear. <laughs> yeah. uh, that cost you an edge. <laughs> Uh, Vern, Vern reaches behind you and pushes a button and the elevator opens and, uh, yeah. It was worth an edge. <laughs> I'm not actually going to charge you an edge. Do it! <laughs> Start charging edges. Start charging edge for yeah. bad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a very, yeah, that was like a very, uh, kill line from an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. 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 You stay cool. I always see clear. <laughs> And then I think uh, after Lux leaves, we we cut back to uh, Vern, and he's sort of looking at the door, just thinking a bit about what happened. You know, can he really trust these people? He shrugs his shoulders, sort of resigned to his fate. The die have now been cast, and he walks back to the model, and he takes the paper bag full of sheep, and he just sort of dumps it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like Salt Bay, he just lets him hit his elbow yeah. and just sprinkles them around the town. <laughs> Scatter my mm, sheep. Real delicate work. Like Parmesan cheese on a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Lux, you exit Vern's building. You're back on the streets of New York. It, it, there's still a lot of your day left. Is there anything else that you want to do before you go back to the Mrs. Egg and chill out? Yes. Um, Lux um, is going to go see his friend Riley. Um, Riley is a contact that you have. Right. Okay. Can you explain to us just uh, roughly what Riley's job is? Uh, she's a mechanic, engineer, and a custom we weapon specialist. So she creates she creates custom uh, gear and weapons uh, for Lux and others. This is the person who made your bracers. This is the person who made my bracers. I did not. I I when I I did not put that together. Yes. So my bracers are there. If you look in the book, there is a gun that is essentially a, 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 identical to all the stats of my bracers because that's what basically she did. She took this pepper spray gun and turned them into bracers for me. Um, and uh, that's who I go to for my custom tech. And I'm going to go see her now. Riley's apartment is on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, which has retained some of its pre-cataclysm charm, though thanks in no small part to the huge amount of resources needed to painstakingly recreate every bad piece of graffiti and uh, all of the shallow corners that smell of pee. 
the door to her place is next to a bar that's called Dark Entries, which is made to look like a kind of gothy wine cellar, complete with French limestone actually shipped in from Europe. The front windows are completely blacked out, and even though it's early afternoon, you can hear extremely loud bass music thumping from the other side of what must, of what must be at least three feet of solid rock. And you would know that this is like... You know, you visited Riley a bunch of times. You would know that this is kind of like part of the cover, that, she, that like her place is just in a spot where it's hard to hear what's going on. You know, she lives in a very loud neighborhood where there's a lot happening. She lives somewhere above this bar. There's like a, yeah, a little intercom on her front door. You can buzz her apartment. I buzz her. Yeah, she buzzes you in. Um, it's, uh, you know... It's amazing. It's a hundred years in the future, but the tenement buildings in the Lower East Side have changed very little. Uh, it's a walk up. It's a dimly lit sort of dirty staircase. And uh, you get to an old uh, sort of dented, graffitied uh, metal door and uh, she opens it. She's short for an elf. Uh, she's about 5'9". She's also young for an elf. She's about 40, 45 um, if you don't count the additional 40 years of cryosleep, but that is another story for another time. She's holding a, a large steaming mug of something. You don't really can't really tell what it is, but it smells very strongly of soup. And you can see all of the really dense tattoos that snake from the back of her fingertips to the back of her hands and up underneath her baggy sleeves. Her gray and red hair is collected into a tall bunch on the top of her head. She gives you a very mischievous look and she says, Lux, <laughs> to what do I owe the pleasure? Hey, Riley. How are the boys? I, you know, studying. <laughs> they're in college. All right. <laughs> I, know, I know very little about what they're up to, and I like it that way. Well, do you want to come in? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. You look you look well. Oh, thanks. So do you. Thank you. Um, she leads you into her apartment, which is very small and extremely cluttered. There are books and trinkets piled everywhere on every surface. The furniture is very old and worn, and the walls are covered in so much artwork that you can barely see the dull green-gray paint that's underneath. Uh, she clears a seat for you at the kitchen table by picking up a pile of uh, art monographs and moves it onto the kitchen counter. She sort of like dusts it off with a hand. You can actually see some dust rise as she does this. Um, Lux uh, begins to uh, rolls back his sleeves a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, How are they doing? They're doing well. You want to take a look at them and make sure that they're still... Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she reaches into uh, uh, the breast pocket of her button-up shirt and pulls out a very uh, small pair of glasses, and she walks over to you and grabs your wrist and gets really close, and she says, oh, yeah, some of the laces are coming a little bit loose, and these grommets mm -hmm. are going to wear away soon. Yeah. Uh, hold on, hold on. And she goes over to a drawer in her kitchen and pulls out a rag and comes back and just kind of, like, rubs at something a little bit, and she's like, yeah, they'll be all right for a little while, but once this starts to separate more, you got to come back here and I'll I'll fix okay. those up. All right. I, I will. They work great. Um, I, the little nozzle that comes out of the sleeve, I thought it would catch. It hasn't caught a single time. Nice. Yeah, it's it's working great. Um, I am actually here to see if you could help me with surveillance. Ooh. Yeah. What do you? Well, OK. Uh, yeah. Hold that thought. Let's go into the workshop. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not safe here. I know. 
Um, so she uh, beckons you. She walks through her kitchen, uh, which is also very cluttered. Um, she opens up another door that's in her kitchen to the bathroom. And there's a bunch of elves. <laughs> <laughs> No? Oh, we're not doing the elf thing? <laughs> Is this like an elf sweatshop? <laughs> well, you know, they're there. No, no, it's, they're, no, no they, they love it. Great benefits. I got a union. <laughs> She's a pretty benevolent boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. It's actually a co op. They have them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this is a route that's very familiar to you, Lux. Uh, she opens up a drawer underneath her sink, and she spins her palm upwards inside of it, and you hear a distant chime ring, and a narrow pocket door opens across from the toilet. And uh, crossing the threshold, you can see the brick of Riley's building, uh, but the wood and concrete slab of the building that's next to hers as you pass into her workshop, which is also extremely dirty and cluttered. It is piled high with stuff. There are plans, reference materials, supplies, tools. The walls are covered at some places three feet deep with buckets and shelves and pegboards. There are shuttered closets that are filled with who knows what. And on the furthest wall, though, is the best lit and the clearest. And it is covered with guns and armor. And this is her sales display. Uh, this is her, like, her life's work. Uh, these are things that she's made from scratch in her workshop. And also, in the very center of the workshop is one long, thick wooden bench, a long table, well-worn, and it is completely empty. She puts her soup tea down on top of it. She stands behind it opposite you and spreads her arms wide. And she says, what can I help you with? And you hear the door behind you close. Well, um, we have a few people of interest. We would like to monitor for strange behavior. It's pretty standard bug stuff I'm kind of looking for. But the wrinkle here, and you might not like to hear this, um, is that it can't be any standard issue back of the magazine kind of uh, stuff because these people I want to monitor are cops. So any novel way of monitoring them, um, whether or not we could get it in a business card or I can go up to their doors and talk to them and then shoot something out of my bracers into their place or something that I can monitor these people I is would be really, really helpful. And you want to monitor their conversations, what they're saying, or you want to monitor their communication. Tell me about what things you want to know about. Well, these people have been, well, they've been reported to me as been acting strange. So monitoring as much as possible would be very helpful. Um, their behavior at home, um, their communications, yes. Um, if it was something I could stick to their person, that would be better. But if it was something that would have to live at one location that they live or work or something. I don't know if you've ever done anything like this. You, and you said they're all cops? Yeah. I would imagine they would know all the standard ways of monitoring and they would have defenses against those. She turns around and she looks at the uh, display behind her and she turns back and she looks at you and she says, I mean, if you know their loadout, um, I mean, could you switch their guns? Mm. Uh, I mean, could you give them new munitions? 
I mean, I don't know anybody who distributes to the NYPD Incorporated, but if they're active duty and they carry firearms or something like firearms, you could try to hide it in the smart system. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I mean, that's where my brain goes because, I mean, this is what I've been working on. Right. Could you dupe the city's security protocols on their weapons? I mean, probably. You'd have to get me one, though. Okay. All right. Maybe we can do that. Would I have to get you... The individual officer, each individual officer's weapons and then have you and have you bug them or would I could just get you one? If you can get me one, that's a good starting place. Okay. Uh, she's taking like little notes um, on a uh, e-ink right. pad, pad that's on her desk. Hmm. Uh, I mean, everything else I have is, like you said, standard assortment. It's stuff that you stick in the drywall. It's a thing that you attach to someone's comm. Um, right. Tell you what, uh, Nick. Yeah. Let's randomly generate one thing that is strange and off the beaten path that Riley has. When you talk about a bug. Yes. Or surveillance. What are three adjectives that come to mind? Um, small, technological, <laughs> and whisper quiet. Okay. <laughs> Please roll one D6 for me. Three. Please roll another D6 for me. Three. Please roll a third D6 for me. Four. Hold on, let me think about it for a second. Nick... Give me one more, one more adjective. Interference. Okay. In, uh, wait, interferable. Okay. Roll now. Roll a d6. Two. Okay. Great. I mean, the only other thing that I have, and it's really weird. It's like this bizarre skunkworks project. Mm-hmm. Is uh, um, it's a coat hanger, uh, that is uh, sort of like has a monofilament in it that's highly sensitive. And it picks up all acoustic vibrations nearby. Hmm. It has a very, very small radio transmitter in it. That's not the most secure thing. And you kind of need to be within like 20 or so meters in order to pick it up. But like, it's a thing you can shove in a closet and hang a coat on and it'll pick up anything that happens in the room. I'll take it. All right. <laughs> I only have one. I would give you more, but I only have one. Some some client of mine just dropped it off and wanted me to use it to f- see if, if it works and if there's anything wrong with it, if it could be improved. So, I mean. Well, I could test just, it for you. Yeah, I'll just give it to you as long as you, like, beta test it, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll test it for you. She goes into a box and pulls out this really skinny black envelope and just hands it to you and it feels like a black envelope that has a coat hanger inside of it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. And I'll let you know if I could get my hands on a standard issue weapon from the NYPD. Yeah. I mean, figure it out if, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Thanks Riley. I appreciate it. Yeah. Good, good luck out there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, um, I'll try not to break this. This whole coat hanger. I mean, to be fair, though, if you do break it, that is a point of data. That You're right. Does, they, yeah, they, that, they, yeah. They, they need to make a stronger coat hanger. That is, yeah, that is a point of data that Jaren yeah. can use to make a better design in the next hoe. Don't break it on purpose. I won't. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Well, give my love to the boys, um, and I will let you know regarding the weapon. All right. Sounds good. And she starts walking with you out through the pocket door, and you cross back into her bathroom, her kitchen, and her living room. She opens the front door for you. And Lux heads out. 
and starts thinking about what he can do with a really good coat hanger. Extremely <laughs> sensitive coat hanger. That's amazing. Next is Flash. are now leaving Fun City. The team's day off will continue tomorrow morning with Lash. Thank you for listening. If you want to support the show, get access to bonus one-off episodes, our bi-weekly post-episode chat show, Fun Chatty, and our Discord. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures. And of course, thanks to all of our current patrons for help keeping this ship afloat. We'd also love it if you told your pals about the show, shared it on social media, drew us some fan art, gave us a rating on iTunes, or just came by to say hey on Twitter. I'm Bijan Steven, and I am TK. Um, you can find me online at Bijan Steven on Twitter, which is B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, or on Instagram, um, and you should just Google that. I'm Jen De La Vega. I am Viv. You can find me online at Randwitches. That's the word sandwiches, but just replace the S with an R. This is Nick Garcio. I play Lux Scythe. You can find me on Twitter at N-G-U-E-R-S-H, um, and Instagram at N-G-U-E-R-C-I-O. G-U-E-R-C-I-O. This is Shannon O'Dell. I play Lash Goodbog. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Shodell, S-H-O-D-E-L-L. This is Taylor Moore, and I play all the bad boys. I'm at Taylor.biz. My name is Mike Rignetta. I am your GM. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Rignetta. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Fun City Ventures. Fun City was recorded at Fortunate Horse in beautiful Greenpoint, Brooklyn. It was produced, edited, and sound designed by me, Mike Rignetta. See Pixel Riffs, DJ The Late Show at Dark Entries, 2 a.m. on Saturdays. Fun City's music is by Sam Tyndall. Our art is by Tess Stone. Our Discord mods are Olivia Gulen, Kit, and Kestrel. And the voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton.